everyone. Thanks again for listening to the Antelope Island State Park podcast. My name is Trish. I am the park naturalist at Antelope Island State Park. Today I want to talk about predators. Predators uh, get kind of a bad reputation. Um, I think because some of them aren't so cute and they eat cute things. I think that's my theory on why um, people don't like predators so much. But the fact is, we need them. They're, they're half of the balance of what keeps really our whole ecosystem going. So I want to talk about them, uh, maybe change some opinions on um, maybe so, some of those uh, ugly critters that eat cute fuzzy things. So I'm just going to um, start right off the bat with one of my favorite predators, um, maybe the most important predator that we have at Antelope Island. And I think one of those that has um, a really, really terrible reputation, uh, and that is the coyote. Uh, They are our top predator at Antelope Island, maybe one of the most important. They eat really a lot of things, Um, small animals like rabbits. um, That's that cute fuzzy thing again, right? Um, Rabbits, snakes, lizards, uh, rodents. They'll even take down larger mammals. If they work together, they can take down a deer bighorn sheep or pronghorn. So we really do depend on these guys to keep the balance of all of the living things that are out here. They'll eat carrion also, which carrion is really dead things, um, dead decaying animals. So they help us clean up dead animals. Uh, We talked about the migration in the last episode and they don't all make it kids. Not all of those millions of birds make it. Um, It's a long hard journey a lot of them end up dead on our beaches. So uh, coyotes are really handy to have around to help us clean those up. Uh, They are omnivores, so they'll eat plants also, plants and seeds, berries. They, They have a very diverse diet. They're opportunistic. They'll eat whatever's available to them, including marshmallows and Cheetos, unfortunately for everybody. It's really unfortunate when a coyote is fed because that makes them really dependent on us for their food. It's easy to put on a pouty face and get marshmallows and Cheetos thrown from cars. Um, And so they do, and that becomes a problem. I'm not sure if he coined the phrase, but our biologist, Dr. Bates, says a fed dog is a dead dog. Uh, Once a coyote starts to approach vehicles and approach campers and people uh, in search of food, then they have to be terminated. So the lesson here is don't feed the coyotes. This happens a lot in the spring. Coyotes are shedding their winter fur and so they will look sick sometimes. They will look mangy, um, really scraggly and unwell. They're not hungry. They're doing just fine. They're just kind of taking off that winter coat. So leave them be, let them fend for themselves. They are doing just fine. One thing that I want to talk about with coyotes, and this is, I think, super important. That is the fact that when left alone, coyotes manage themselves. When left alone, coyotes manage their own species. The breeders are called alphas and only the alpha pairs breed. Not every coyote is a breeder. But when resources are getting tight, they will prevent mating and they will terminate any pups that do come. So they are taking care of things themselves. Predator control is not necessary for coyotes. Okay, let's talk about bobcats. Now, if you've come into the visitor center and talked to me about bobcats, you will know 
that it's a little bit of a sore subject for me in my eight years of being out at Antelope Island full-time I have not seen a bobcat I know they're here I have seen their scat on the trail just right outside the visitor center I have seen photographs that you lovely people have come in and shown me still this is the last critter on my list um, to see but so far I haven't had luck um, and that's very likely because they're very elusive. They are nocturnal, so when they are active, I am not. <laughs> they can pounce up to 10 feet, so um, they are very, very good hunters and very essential out here. They can take down larger mammals, but their diet is mostly uh, those rodents and those cute fluffy bunnies that we talked about earlier. Another elusive predator that we have out at Antelope Island is the badger. And now I've been lucky. I have seen uh, several badgers on the island, so this isn't still on my list. The badgers, uh, they are out in, in the evening and at night. They hunt small animals, those cute ones like rabbits, some rodents, and snakes. They are very proficient diggers. They have claws that can grow nearly two inches long. Um, so they can really burrow very quickly. And they have been documented as partnering with coyotes to hunt. Isn't that amazing? So the badger will burrow into a den of another animal, maybe a rabbit or a rodent. And the coyote will just kind of hang out on the surface and wait for that little critter to come out of that den. So uh, paired up, they can be very successful together. Now these two, uh, the bobcat and the badgers that I've last talked about, are not very commonly seen. There aren't as many of them. There aren't as many bobcats and badgers as there are coyotes, uh, and they are nocturnal, so we don't we don't see them out during the day typically. All right, um, birds of prey. So many. I'm just going to kind of go over this really quickly because there are so many. We have owls, several different, but the most common are uh, the barn owls, great horned owls, and um, everyone's favorite, the burrowing owl. They're so cute. They eat rodents also. They're great little rodent eaters, uh, snakes, other birds, and even insects. Hawks, uh, common hawks that we see out here are red-tailed hawks, rough-legged, and Swainson's hawks. And those will eat anything from those small mammals, the rabbits and the rodents, to other birds and insects also. Eagles. People don't think about eagles when they come out to Antelope Island, but we do have golden eagles here year-round. And uh, we see the bald eagles throughout the winter. Watch for those bald eagles along the causeway as you come in. Now their diet is primarily fish and you're thinking what the heck are they doing out at Great Salt Lake in Antelope Island. Uh, but they'll also eat um, small mammals and shorebirds and waterfowl which you know we have a lot of. And they're also carrion eaters as well so they're helping us clean up the shoreline um, and clean up some of those um, dead and decaying animals. Antelope Island is home to three different kinds of snakes. None of these are venomous. We do not have any venomous snakes on Antelope Island. So the three that we have are the garter snake, the gopher snake, or the bull snake, depending on, I think, where you're from, and racers. And these snakes eat rodents, which is why we love them. <laughs> they are great rodent control. Um, the gopher snakes or the bull snakes are the most abundant out here. I do see these snakes almost every day throughout the summer, uh, but have no fear. They are not venomous. Uh, be respectful 
Anything with a mouth will bite to protect itself, but these snakes are not venomous. And bats. I could go on and on and on about bats. A lot of people don't think about bats as being predators, but they absolutely are. Um, different bats eat different things, but Antelope Island is home to 10 different species of bats, and they eat bugs. So, of course, you know, if you know us and love us, you know that we are a buggy place. Imagine Antelope Island if it didn't have those 10 different species of bats. We would be overrun um, even more than we are now with insects. So we are grateful for all those different species of bats. And then, of course, there are all types of different spiders and other insects that eat other insects. So um, from large to small, we are very dependent on all of the predators on Antelope Island. The one predator I haven't talked about yet is us, is humans. We do have a herd of between five and 700 bison on Antelope Island, and they have to be managed also. These uh, are not managed by coyotes or badgers or bobcats. Uh, it's up to us to control the population of the bison out here. We don't have any wolves in, and anywhere else that is the bison's natural predator. So um, it's up to us humans. And coming up is our annual bison roundup. It is October 30th this year. That is a Saturday. So you can come out and bring your families and kind of watch this management happen. Horseback riders will start at the very south end of the island and they will push around 700 bison up to the north end into a corral system that we have near White Rock Bay. Now if you want to come out, some good viewing areas for this is um, along the east side road. It's going to get very crowded down there, so I invite everybody up to White Rock Bay where we are going to be throwing a party, <laughs> kind of a viewing party. We'll have some uh, really fun vendors in there and um, some partner organizations with tables talking about you know their missions. And we're just going to watch it happen. We'll have a front row view of that last stretch when those horseback riders push those bison into the corrals. So join us at White Rock Bay October 30th. It's a Saturday. That party will begin at 1030 and it will end when the animals are in. Sometimes it's one in the afternoon. Sometimes it's four. It really depends on a lot of things. Um, the attitudes of the animals being pushed in. Uh, the weather has, has a large part, uh, but we'll be there until the animals come in, so join us there. Uh, following that, the following week, November 2nd through the 4th, will be the working of the animals. Come down, take a tour of the whole process. We'll take you through step-by-step step of where the animals are separated into just individual animals. They go through their health checks, and finally our biologist determines which animals are sold at auction the following weekend and which stay on the island. That all happens November 2nd through the 4th. So join us then for a tour, and that is at the Bison Corrals near Park Headquarters. That is going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy this podcast and park information, share it with your friends. They may too. And make sure you subscribe. That makes my whole day. Also, 
I was approached by a visitor last week who enjoyed the podcast, which, first of all, I was thrilled to hear um, that she listened to the podcast and enjoyed it. So if you want to make a park naturalist's day, come to the visitor center and tell me that you listen, because that was pretty special. And she gave me an idea for a future episode, uh, which I am currently working on. So yes, please let me know what you want to hear. What do you want to learn about? Uh, Who do you want me to interview? Give me an email at tackley, it's like T like Trish, A-C-K-L-E-Y, at utah.gov with uh, your feedback and ideas. Antelope Island State Park is open from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Entrance fee is $15 per vehicle for up to eight people, so make sure that you bring some friends. Find us on social media on Facebook at Antelope Island SP, on Instagram at Antelope Island State Park, on Twitter at Antelope SP. Make sure that you check out our website, that's antelopeisland.utah.gov, for a list of upcoming activities and fun events. See you on the island.